Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm really glad that you're here. I hope you find value while you're here. Please feel free to invite your friends if you find value. And uh, it's delightful to talk to you again. This program is brought to you every week as a solo cast. And every week also, there is also an interview. So be sure to subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast where you prefer to get podcasts. Or if you want to subscribe on my website, you can do that as well by going to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. And in the top right corner, there's a subscribe button. That means that you will always know when there is an upcoming episode. So I hope that you'll do that. And I hope also if you find value that you will consider becoming a donor at Patreon.com slash SaveYourSanity. Patreon.com slash SaveYourSanity. And you know, you can always find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. So tonight, we're going to talk about something that is really big, and it's really kind of hard to believe, because you are so invested in what's going on. So tonight's topic is future faking. And it is a one big phony way <laughs> that people with narcissistic tendencies Endeavor to keep you hooked and keep you with them because they are suggesting that there is going to be something wonderful that is going to happen. It is going to happen. And they want you to buy into that future. Now, if you've been with the hijackle for very long, you know they're full of promises and no delivery. But there's still a part of you that wants to believe. So we get really, really hooked on hope. We hope, as I've said before in other episodes, we get hooked on the hope that the person we fell in love with is going to return one day. And then we have to get our head around that, that that person was in gotcha mode. They were looking to be the perfect person for the shortest period of time possible so that they could get ya and then they could be their true selves. And so many times we're hooked on hope that that love bombing person from the beginning is going to show back up and they only show back up when they really, really want something or they don't want to lose you. And they go back into the act that's not the real person. So they have this other phony thing that they do, this future faking. And I really want to give you lots of examples about it so that you can really think it through carefully. Because future faking is what narcissistic people do to keep you hooked. And future faking is really this. 
It's when a hijackal promises or alludes to something you want in the future in order to get what they want in the present. So they'll promise you all kinds of things. Wouldn't it be lovely if we did this? I think that all of this is possible. And you say, oh, yes, and you buy into it. You buy into that possible future because it's what you want. But remember, they know who you are. They have listened to you when you have exposed your vulnerabilities always to weaponize them and use them against you. And future faking is one of those ways that they weaponize your dreams and then use it against you. So you get buying into what they've said in order to stay because maybe it will happen. You get hooked on that hope and then you buy into it even though you know it's a pattern, if you sat down in the cold light of day and said, have I ever been promised anything by this person that didn't happen? And you would have to say, yes, yes, it's happened many, many times. Am I going to continue to buy into this future faking, presenting this beautiful picture of what could happen, which is exactly what they know you want to happen, and then, lo and behold, it doesn't come to be. And that's an important thing for us to realize. And it could be a parent that did that to you. And you are just finding it familiar when you find another partner. You know, in other episodes, I've talked about that, that that you have a familiarity in which you are comfortably uncomfortable, but it feels familiar. Even though there are things you know you don't want, the familiarity often wins out. And that's how you find yourself in a relationship with a hijackal. But it can be really simple little things like, okay, I'll call you tomorrow. And they don't. And if you say, you said you would call tomorrow, well, I would have if I could have, but obviously I couldn't. And they they pass it off. At worst, they will say, you know, don't nag me. I won't call you ever if that's the way you're going to talk. So you learn not to question the future faking. And that becomes a habit. It becomes a pattern in the relationship. And you know those two words that they like to throw around all the time. Someday and one day. One day we should do this. Someday we'll do that. They know what's important to you and what you'd like. And then they future fake it. Because it's like, come here, come here. I know who you are. I will give you what you want. But they have no plans of doing that because they are using it as a tool, as a manipulation. I know it's sad that you have to second guess when somebody offers you something you so want or you so desire to have happen. And they can go into great depths. You know, one day we'll move to France and we'll have a beautiful farm and you'll have the kitchen you always wanted and I will have the workshop I always wanted and or vice versa. <laughs> and they paint this beautiful in-depth picture and you just say, oh, yes. And you move in and you move in and you lean into the future fake and then it never happens. But you want to keep buying into it and they know you will want to keep buying into it. So you get hooked on it happening. And then we stay and we stay because of FOMO. You know, 
the fear of missing out. What if it's just around the corner? What if, what if it's just about to happen and I leave? You know, and they will up the ante and they will give you the idea that it's sooner than you think. We're just about ready to do that. So you get the idea of what this future faking is. It's on a small scale, short term, large scale, long term. It's a big red flag when you're dating, which is why when people ask me, which they seldom do, how long do you think that I should wait before I get engaged or move in or marry someone? And I always say at least one trip around the sun. You need to see who they are in many seasons of the year, in many seasons of their life. How do they respond? What do they do when there's joy? What do they do when there's a celebration? What do they do when there's sorrow? How do they handle disappointment? Maybe you'll have an event in your life like a death or a losing a job or having to shift homes. How do they respond? And so you need to calibrate who they are. But remember, the hijackal is always in a hurry in the beginning when you're dating so if a hijackal ever says to you, you know, I know I hardly know you, but I love you and we're going to be together forever. <gasps> Future faking, you lean into that because it's something that you really want. And they can then speed up the process and then you will buy it and you will think you've died and gone to heaven until the day that it turns in the other direction, which is often too soon. And also in the dating world, Future faking is a great way to uh, charm you into bed <laughs> and charm you into distracting from what your gut is saying because you've been future faked. And so that will happen. And they lean in and they listen well to find out what, what, it, what are your dreams and where are your vulnerabilities and where are your hopes and what seems like you couldn't possibly do it, and they will say that you can. And it's natural to want to fall into that situation. It's natural to want to say, oh, this is perfect. This person really knows me, and we're going to get there eventually. It's part of the reel them in fast love bombing phase of things when you're dating, and you love it, and they get you, and this is, they get you. I mean, they don't get you. They really seem to get you who you are. And it seems so wonderful. And then once you're hooked, you want to keep the dream alive. And so do they. So so they work at keeping that dream alive. They, they bring it up every now and again and just tuck it in there and say, oh, no, I still remember. I still remember. And, you know, parents will future fake. My parents, I've I've said before, I had one parent who was uh, an, a passive-aggressive narcissist, covert narcissist. The other one was a narcissistic borderline. And so very, very difficult. Now, I've said before that, that narcissistic and hijackal parents, in my opinion, have children for three reasons. One, to have someone to agree with them. One, second, to serve their purposes. And third, to have someone to validate them and make them look good. Well, usually all three. Well, my parents were in that in that world. And so when I was little, I was, I don't know, seven years old when I decided to be a medical doctor. So, you know, that was a big deal. And it was a long time ago. So people would say, well, you know, girls can't be doctors. You mean you want to be a nurse? But no, I was going to be a medical doctor. And so 
this was a big deal to me. They always talked about it. Our daughter's going to be, you know, all of that stuff. And then it's time to go to university to do pre-med. And so off I went. And then they said, oh, but we're not going to pay. Future faked, right? <laughs> Future faked. So I still wanted to do it. And so I took out loans and I did it. But for all those years, it was like, I have clearly said that I want to go to university and become a medical doctor. Now, I didn't become a medical doctor because I had my first child just between pre-med and medical school, and I couldn't do that. So I switched and got a PhD in psychology, but same thing. I still ended up being a doctor. <laughs> but you can see the, see the future faking. They got all the juice out of me wanting to be a medical doctor, and they could talk about that, and they could talk about the good grades I got and all of that. But when push came to shove, no, no, we're not having any of that. And then when I did get my doctorate, my parents' response for about a nanosecond was great. And then it was, well, I don't know why you have all that education. You should stay home and look after your children. <laughs> that's the way hijackles work. And if that sounds familiar to you at all, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's ultimate future faking, right? How about the person who says, Oh, I'll support you. How about we do this? You put me through school, and then when I set up my working life, I'll you can go back to school. How many times have I had a client come to me and say, well, you know, my partner has this fabulous education. I had one who's partner was a thoracic surgeon, and she'd put him through medical school. And when it came her turn, what did he do? He had an affair and left her, right? Future faking. Keep you going with the promises you're going to get what you want and then pull the rug, the rug out and never give that to you. And so there could be something like that. Um, you just get hooked on that hope. And then in that situation, if they if they said something like, well, you know, you can go to school, I can afford it. And then when you want to go to school, they, they have taken over the finances and they tell you, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Now you're not working. You thought you were going to go to school and I have control of the finances. Therefore, I have control of, over you. And that's another form of future faking that you wanted to trust. You wanted to buy in. And if you ever questioned it, they said, don't you trust me? Right? That's what they say. Well, there it has to be trust in a relationship. And then you're caught, Right. That's how it happens. And they love to paint the picture. You know, paint a really romantic picture like, oh, I think it'd be wonderful if we moved out in the country in another state or another province or another country. We got ourselves a little place way out there. We would just be us. We could have the life that we wanted. We could do everything our way. We could start fresh. What is the purpose of that with a hijackle? Isolation, marginalization, and control. But they paint this future fake picture of a romantic you and I against the world, and then they have ultimate control over you. I once had a client who went along with that, moved to the country, and ended up um, that she didn't even have a car after a while. 
So she was stuck. She had no access to money, no access to transportation. She was at home with the children, and he would just come back when he felt like it, whether they had food or not. But she bought into the dream that, oh, this romantic dream, because they're very good at painting a compelling picture, aren't they? You know, of course you want to believe them. Don't beat yourself up if you believe them. It was meant to have you believe it. And you wanted to believe it because it was what you wanted and you felt seen and heard and known. And then, of course, it didn't happen. And the reason was, well, I wanted to that, but it didn't work out. So no, you can't do that. And that's really, really difficult. But it it keeps the supply. They keep you as supply and they keep you nearby. Because you don't want to miss what's promised to you. And as I said earlier, it might just be around the corner. It might be, oh, it's only another six months. You can wait six months, right? And so you say, oh, yeah, I could wait six months. Only six months. Great. That'll be terrific. And six months comes and goes with no acknowledgement of the six-month timeline. And if you bring it up, it's like, why are you impatient? Why are you always bothering me about this? Nothing about, oh, honey, I'm sorry that it's not going to work like that. Really important to understand because we keep making excuses for them and why it hasn't happened. Because they give us the excuses and then we make excuses for them because we don't we want to be demanding and we want to be understanding. And many times we think that that's the way the collaboration in a marriage is supposed to go. And in a healthy marriage, it would go like that. Or in a healthy relationship, it would go like that. But remember, when you're dealing with a hijackal, it's never a healthy, equitable, reciprocal, or mutual relationship. And, you know, I say every time, if you haven't listened to episode 115 on the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship, do that right away. Episode 115. So important to know. So we don't want to be missing out. And now we recognize after all that, that we actually are being manipulated We didn't want to see it. We didn't want it to be true. But we come to realize that we actually are being manipulated. They put the dream out there. It was our dream. They put it in lights and said, we're going toward that. And you bought into the dream. And you knew it wouldn't be immediate because hijackals are very clear and careful to tell you it'll take a while. So you you bought into it. It won't be immediate. And you keep telling yourself it will happen. They really want it to happen. They say they want it to happen. No, they haven't done anything about it. They haven't looked into anything. They haven't saved any money. They haven't changed jobs. They haven't done anything. But they really want it to happen. So we buy into that. And then we just believe with everything in us. And we don't want to think it could be different. And we believe and you stay because of the fear of missing out, the FOMO. It's kind of an emotional slate of hand because they promise you this to distract you from the abuse. If they could just keep pulling you into the dream, then you won't be thinking about the abuse. So it is almost that magician's trick, the sleight of hand that keeps you confused. Where is the ball? (laughs) Which cup is it under? You know, but you keep wanting to believe in the dream. 
So it could be daily future fakes, you know. I'll do that tonight, but then they don't. I'll stop at the store and bring home those groceries you wanted, but then they don't. They never had any intention of stopping at the store, you know. (laughs) But they love that future faking because it gets you off their back. They give you the right answer, the one that they know you want to hear, and then they do what they want. And that's pretty much the MO of a hijackal, right? So they start with the little daily things, and then they upgrade to the big long-term future fakes. And, you know, it just might be time to give your head a shake if this is sounding familiar to you, because... You want to believe, you want to see the possibilities, you want to, you know, whether it's your parents or your partner, whomever it is you're working with, maybe a coworker, maybe your boss. They keep saying, you know, if you just work harder, just work harder, let's get to that next level and then you'll be rewarded. They push and push and push and it never comes. And there's always a reason why you're not going to get the raise or you haven't got the promotion. It's future faking. And you have to be able to determine what's real and what's not. So yes, sometimes these things happen and they're legitimate. But when you're with a hijackal, there's a high likelihood that it's not about legitimacy. It's all about them future faking, wanting you to buy into the dream, keeping you on that path, your fear of missing out if you don't stay to see it realized, and then they get to do what they want. So if this is sinking in and making sense to you, I know it can be a nasty moment when it does, because you kind of have to say, oh, yeah, he always said he'd leave his wife, or she always said that that she would give up smoking and and, uh, get in a healthier lifestyle. But it's future faking. Their behavior, you know, so many times I remind you of my formula, the most important thing is ABB, always believe behavior. Always believe behavior, not what comes out of the mouth until it's supported by behavior. Then you believe the words, but you don't believe the words if the behavior does not support them. So when you think about this future faking business, maybe now you can say, all right, I've been engaged in this dream, but what actions are actually being taken to secure that dream? And maybe that would be a moment of clarity for you, a wake up call to maybe realize that we're no closer to that future that was promised than we were on the day that it was promised. But every time there's a little fear that I'm leaving or I'm unhappy and they think they're losing their supply, all of a sudden, magically, the dream gets reignited. And it's important to see these things because you could go on for years believing the dream. Don't beat yourself up for it. You long for it. You want it. Someone's saying that they engage and they hear you and they know you want it. You want to believe it. Of course you do. It's natural. It's human. But when you start seeing that this person is playing with you, then it's important to really take that into account because you may be buying into someone else's promises. And 
You may think that buying in keeps you on the team, keeps you a team player. You may think it's a we thing. You know, I've talked before about there being three entities in every relationship, two me's and a we, and that's what makes the three-legged stool. And they need to be in balance. So you may think it's a we thing we're doing, but then when you step back and you put it in light of what I've been talking about, you realize that it isn't a we thing. It's a manipulation. And that's a sad moment, I know. But it sure is a wake-up call worth listening to. It truly is. Because it's a hook uh, that keeps you on the line but never gets you into the boat, you know? Um You're always out there in the waves, waiting, 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 but it never lands. So you really hope, and I hope your takeaway from this is, that you really hope that soon it's going to be your turn. It's going to be your turn to have what was promised, your turn to get what you want. You really long for that and you stand in that place of, yes, I think, you know, I'm going to come into the light any moment. I'm going to get what I was promised. And there will always be things the hijackal wants to accomplish first, needs to do first, reasons why they can't fulfill their promise, will not deliver on the promises that they made. And if you ask, when is it my turn? You'll be put down for being selfish or impatient or not trusting. Oh, any number of things. Then a narcissist will say, I really meant it, but when I said it, but life intervened and, and I can't I can't do it. Yes, sometimes that's legitimate, but if you are beginning to see a pattern of that, you may be engaged in a relationship that is based on future faking. And it's really, really important to see that. And that's the most important thing from this podcast episode is that you see it. Don't blame yourself for the patterns, but see the patterns. Don't blame yourself for engaging. See the patterns and say, what would I like to do differently about this? How would this be more useful to me? So how long have you been hooked on hope? And are you ready to realize that it's not coming. It is a dream. It's a manipulation. It's a technique. It's a strategy to keep you hooked. And they're, they're playing into your fear of missing out. So maybe today would be a good day to say, I see this clearly. Now, what do I want to do about it? How would I like to handle it? And if you want to talk with me about it, you know I have a new client one-hour introductory offer. You go to beaclient.com, and we could talk for only $97 for that hour. So that's a good thing to do if you find yourself in a future fake relationship, or if you want to talk about anything that's going on in your life right now. Important stuff, really important stuff. And you can always find a lot of resources at forrelationshiphelp.com. My YouTube channel has the same name, For Relationship Help. You can join in in many ways. You can join my support circles on the website. So much is happening all the time. 
Let's get closer and find ways in order to get your life in the best shape it possibly can and you feeling really good about yourself where you're no longer buying into future faking. So until we talk again, take very good care of yourself. Step back and see things clearly. Take steps to be in the best place in life you possibly can so that you can emerge empowered. You know, my new book will be out at the end of the year and the study course that goes with it called Emerging Empowered, Breaking the Bonds of Emotional Abuse. So take good care and we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.